Welcome to the Kaibass Nation. Kayak Bass Nation is presented by Dugout Bait and Tackle. Go to dugoutfishing.com to find everything you need for your next kayak bass fishing tournament. Hope you enjoy the show. Jeff Malat, Lunch Money Lambert, Also sponsored by Revo Sunglasses. Go to Revo.com, use code KBN25 to save 25% off your next order. Revo, best lenses on earth. Also sponsored by Western Sun Vodka. Go to westernsundistillery.com and use the bottle finder to find a bottle near you. What's up everybody? I hope you're having a great Labor Day with your with your friends and family. No live show tonight, but we've got a great best of show with some of the best clips from the last couple of months. There's too many to include them all. We have a lot of fun on Monday nights. I want to say we appreciate you guys coming to, to hang out with us on Mondays and make the show fun by getting in the comments and getting involved. Uh, but enjoy the show. Enjoy the, enjoy the clips. Leave some comments for us, and we'll see you guys live again next Monday night. Experience. And just to see all the kids there the, um, and having them get out in the water. I know the little gal that I had, she, <laughs> Stella was her name. She didn't speak any English. So that was kind of a little bit of a challenge, but her mom came up and her mom spoke kind of broken English, but I could understand her. And you could just see, she learned immediately, you know, how to cast. She'd never cast a fishing rod before. And then she said something in, in Swedish and her mom said, she said she wants to stay out here all night doing this. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, how cool. And she was this little blonde haired girl. So of course I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. But there was a lot of little girls. There's a lot of guys, I mean, different age groups and having all of us just get out there lining the jetty and working with these kids, I think was just such a cool experience for all of us. I know all of us love that part. That was awesome. My, my little dude, he was like, Hey, can you be that reel on the other side? And I was like, what? And he freaking bombs a cast like 55 yards of the oh. rooster tail. And I was like, hey, he ain't playing. He's done yeah, this before. So he's, he's His done dad's that. like, he fishes all the time. <laughs> he just so kept weird. running up and down those rocks and he saw a snake and comes running up. He's like, uh, 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 like freaking out. And I was like, what is it? He's like, snake, snake. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Kid's heart jumped out of his chest. He doesn't run up on a snake over there. What kind of snakes they got over there? Uh, I don't know. I was told, so this is Lock, another Lock great story monster. from our trip. <laughs> we went to a moose farm one day on our, our tourist <laughs> adventure. Uh, so Ron and I wear flip-flops, and we're not the smallest individuals in the world. So this moose farm is uh, like a, a five-mile loop around a, a moose enclosure up a mountain, literally hiking up a mountain. It doesn't tell you that in the beginning. We had no idea what we're getting into. So it's like super thick, and you know, there's there's vegetation everywhere and jay wallen's with us and jay's like there ain't no snakes in sweden you're fine go on okay so the next day we see a snake on the water <laughs> and i'm like jay <laughs> dog so then we google it well there's some like kill you instantly viper in sweden what <laughs> I, was, I was like hey jay you were you were setting us up my boy like <laughs> he he sent us off in the bush just trying to get bit yeah there's snakes in sweden so p.s if anybody else goes back swedish vipers Swiss yeah. ones. They'll get you. They'll get you. Wow. I had no idea. Um, yeah, crazy. Um, so when the tournament came, Christine, I know all the festivities of the week, obviously, it was fun to watch all that. But when the tournament came and game day was there, 
you know, we talked about the fun you guys have with the shotgun starts and stuff like that. But once you got out to the water, did you just click into tournament mode and try to put all the, the other distractions behind and, and really fish hard? Or did you just kind of enjoy the moment out there? Honestly, for that experience, I think, you know, I think a lot of all of us on Team USA can probably agree with this. It really wasn't about us individually winning. And I know for me, it wasn't. And, and even, you know, doing well, we all want to do well, but more so, I was just so happy to have been there and being with all the other countries um, and seeing all the guys in the water. I, I was just having, for me, it was like going out there and just having a good time, you know, trying to catch fish, trying to learn a little bit more. But I stopped and talked to several of the competitors, um, helped a couple of them out. A couple of the local guys helped them catch some perch, which was cool. But for me, just being there and having that experience, I, I really wasn't like in normal tournament mode. Like, okay, I gotta, you know, do this. And I, I, at least for me, it was just kind of more relaxed and more just enjoying the moment. And I, I will I will admit sometimes sometimes I eat a little crow. Uh, I gave Steve a lot of shit because uh, I <laughs> you know we we had a lot of people signing up for this event and it was you know it's an entry fee it's a flight you're traveling across the world. I'm like dude there needs to be some kind of cash prize blah 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 and a, a lot of people would message you know asking I can't believe this doesn't have a cash prize. Steve you know always taking feedback and listening put up a cash prize but he told me during this conversation he's like the experience is the prize. And it didn't make sense at the time because I'm like, we're going over here to, you know, to get our ass kicked. Like, <laughs> is, is that a prize? And then after everything, you know, I mean, we've talked about, you know, several of the highlights here. It is the prize. I apologize, yeah. Steve. It is the prize. <laughs> so, it was awesome. It was I know awesome. he's watching. Awesome. He heard that. Oh yeah. What, what you're saying, Ryan, is it's just like Darnell. It's just like Darnell. I'm not going to get my entry feedback. The experience is a prize. <laughs> That's it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, unbelievable. So, you know, you got back home. You decided to go to Wisconsin, Christine. And and like you said, what was that? Hello? hello? No, that was a loon. Did you guys hear him? Wow. There's there's several. Is that scotch? Crazy. Is that a scotch whistle? <laughs> <laughs> Four Scotch is the only one up here that doesn't have um, a map for this lake, and so it's been kind of a challenge for Scotch Roo. Yeah, we're, uh, I mean, he got a, he did get a, one just shy of five pounds and a couple upper fours, so we're working, we're working on it. But yeah, the loons are the loons are going nuts right now. Okay, okay. You gonna have? Is it like? It looks like it's dusk. You gonna have some top water action while you're sitting there live on camera? That'd be. That'd be so sick. we've been trying. It's like glass, though. We had a G had a couple blow up on a shower blow, but we're not. We haven't been able to really generate much top water stuff. They've all ate a little uh, tungsten jig with a little craw on it all day long. That's been pretty awesome. But these guys, they're all fishing top water right now. I'm kind of watching them while I'm cruising. I over. feel like. Can you cast a couple times? This feels like KFL, except people are watching it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, uh, Walt on YouTube says we've hit a new level of special effects. Yeah, yeah that's, that's Ryan's ringtone, the loon. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're trying to really incorporate live animals into the show, but there are several <laughs> uh, government <laughs> entities that don't want that to happen. We did have Luke Arian's turkey call into the show. One time. We did. That was, that we was did. Uh, what did we? We had Bob did some Bob. <laughs> Bob the Coon King brought a live raccoon or something out that day too. We had uh, some stuff go down at the ramp. You know, we always hear about people throwing treble hooks at people and making these bold statements, but my man really had to actually put up or shut up. Huh? <laughs> you you always hear "Meet me at the ramp." I don't think many people actually take that serious. This is what happens when you meet somebody at the ramp. Let's bring on our first guest. All right, let's do this. 
Boom. Jeremy, what's up, my man? How's it going, guys? How you doing? I'm all right. How you doing? Oh, we good. We good. Very, very tough tournament. Yeah. Well, you you got something out of it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got something out of it. How did you? First of all, how'd you do fishing wise? Uh, day one, two keepers, and day two, I I fished till ten or eleven, and I couldn't I couldn't get a bite, man. I was wore out. My hand is uh, let's see, where's the camera? There, it's uh pretty swollen so i was trying to i was trying to skip with a broken pinky finger <laughs> i think they which call that a boxer's fracture test. which makes sense yeah. <laughs> alabama how, hardhead how uh so tell us like I, I we tried not to spill the beans here and give give too many hints away explain what happened here well basically i, I practiced all day fishing we got in i got in monday late stayed at night slept got up tuesday went fishing tuesday morning Fished all day, no fish, tough day. Get back to the ramp, and the wind had picked up pretty. You know, it was doing that every day at follow, picking up very heavy today. So I was bouncing around trying to get up to the boat dock, and something just slams into my kayak. And I was like, you know, what the, what the hell is this? And it, when I turn around, there's a guy in a phoenix. And at first, my first thought was, wow, this guy accidentally slams into me. So I'll, I'll keep it PG since we're on the broadcast, but basically he tells you me to give my have, you, No, 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 oh, you don't have bring to. Bring it on, bring it on. Oh, the words out of his mouth was, you need to get that fucking thing out of the water, buddy. Oh. And his, his partner's in the boat with him, shaking his head, like looking down at the boat like, no. You know what I mean? And I'm not a calm guy by any means. I'm, uh, I'm an irate guy. So I, I don't, it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much to push me. So when this dude did that, I, you know, I obviously told him I would gladly climb on his boat and beat his fucking teeth out. And he, you know, he, I'm trying to get on his boat. I really am. I, that, that was my intentions was to get onto his boat because I was going to beat his ass on his boat and throw his keys in the lake. That was, those were, that's the thought was running through my mind is beat this guy's ass and throw his keys in the lake. He won't do that shit no more. That's so right. we're arguing and I, you know, I'm, he's getting away from me. He's trying to, he's, Gas in his boat getting away from me. I can't keep up with him. So I told him, I said, you boat that dock. I said, you boat that, you land that boat, buddy. I said, I'll beat your ass on the dock. I said, meet me on the land. And uh, there were a bunch of people out there fishing. And so apparently somebody in the in the moment of all that had already called the police department. Because by the time I get, I, I, I boat up. I jump off. I get my boat tied up. And I get on the dock. I get up on the land and take my life jacket off. I'm in flip-flops and a tank top. I'm ready to go. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. So, and I'm gonna give old boy credit. He was a he was a he was a healthy old big redneck boy. He he was not scared. He, you know he no 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 fear at him. He boated his dock. He landed that boat and come right up on the dock. And I shoved him and he threw this Alabama haymaker from <laughs> I don't know where the other side of you fought as slow as I'll get out and and I've been in a few tussles in my life. Um, you know I've been in a couple fights. So when he flung this haymaker, I two beast him right in the face and he staggered back and he uh. He commenced to do the Alabama windmill on me, man. He dropped his head and just, just swinging. He caught me in the nose real good, busted my nose. I'm bleeding, so Goodness I just started gracious. swinging. Just, just started punching and swinging at him, jabbing him, and and he just he couldn't take it. He balled up like a turtle. And I was when the police rolled up. When the police rolled up, I was whooping his ass, and they jump out of the cars, pulling the taser on me. Make me. They put me in handcuffs, but luckily all the people at the boat ramp were like, no, no, no. You know, that's not what's going on. And, you know, they told it. I was irate. I'm screaming at the cop. What the, what the fuck is wrong with you? This dude hit me with the boat. You got me in handcuffs. I'm I'm freaking the fuck out. And 
people are, and, and you know, sadly, all the people there were fishing, man, because had not, I, I would have had not, no leg to stand on because when the cop got there, I was just beating his ass. So, but they told him, and that cop actually asked me if I wanted to press charges. He said, do you want to press charges? And that guy in the boat was like, well, what do you mean press charges? And that cop told him, he said, that's assault with a vehicle, man. He said, that's no different than you hitting a guy with your your car on a bicycle on the road, man. And I'm flipping. I'm like, what would you have done? You saw my kayak, dude. Well, that's I got eight thousand dollars. I got a, I got a Solix ten, a Mega Live. I got, you know, I, I got a lot of stuff invested in my kayak. And oh man, it was just, it was, it was unreal. It was just. He, he thought he was immune from charges because he got his ass beat. <laughs> I, I lost. Guess so. what do you mean? Press charges. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly how he acted. Like, like he did nothing wrong with hitting me with his oh boat. My I don't know, gosh. Man. $80,000 Phoenix, I guess. That's you insane. On the That's insane. Yeah, I thought, I, what I heard, I thought that he like backed into your kayak, like trying no, to, no. trying to get to no, the water. No, he bumped me, man. I didn't he, pushed, he was like he pushed me. You. No, he ran me and told me to get the fuck out of the water. He, his, wow. And if he, if, if he would have been like, oh, I'm so sorry, it would have been a whole different situation. But there was no apology. That, that, that oh, was the first thing out of his mouth was, you need to get that fucking thing out of the water, buddy. Like, Ooh. like I was in Pete in the lake. Hey, do you know that uh, you said the guy balled up like a turtle? You know, you follow has strict limits on turtles, so you better be yeah, careful there. Yeah. You got in trouble there. That might have been why they got out with the taser. They got him for turtle abuse. <laughs> at least yeah. they didn't. At least they didn't tase me. I was, I was, I was not irate too bad, so that I got my, I got my hands off of him before I got to, before I got to shock treatment. You didn't get the tase. All right. That's no, I was smart enough. To put, but they put me in handcuffs. That kind of sucked. I'm standing there in handcuffs in front of everybody. <laughs> that kind of sucked. Is there any pictures of this? Yeah, yeah. Who, somebody right, got this on video. video. I can't wait for a video. You know, you know, somebody videoed this. Five hundred dollar reward for the video. <laughs> somebody find it. This is going on World Star. We got this. <laughs> but you know, you know, there's one. All these cell phones. I'm, I'm, I've been looking. I got my sister and all looking on the internet. We're all trying to find the video. It's somewhere. There's somewhere. There's a video of me kicking this dude's ass. Spread the word. Spread the word. We got a reward out. We want this. Uh, Steve Field says next time reach out and he'll go live from the camera boat. He'll come Steve. over. <laughs> Box his ears, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Crikey! <laughs> uh, Dylan Lowry keeps asking that for the name. Did not disappoint, buddy. That was uh, that no. was everything I hoped for and more. Well, I'm glad. I, I hope he learned his lesson though, and now he won't mess with another character. There you go. I would say not. I don't think no, he'll probably help us all load he, up at he, the ramp. He really, he really could have hurt me. I mean, and and I hope he took that in consideration because even his buddy wouldn't help him, so his buddy knew he was in the wrong. So there was two of them on the boat together. What Nick, kind that of guy would help you in. Uh, Hobie PA fourteen. All right, so it can take a licking and keep on ticking. You keep on ticking, yeah, yeah, sir. <laughs> I like it. All right, Jeremy, you are the right. uh, the hero that kayak fishing needed. No one Somebody send no one him a trophy, about. Steve. Send send him a trophy. Boxing gloves. <laughs> Thank you guys. Yeah, I'm gonna send you some Revo stuff. So DM me your address. Yeah, we we'll get you some sure. Revo stuff for at least. Sure. <laughs> yeah. so. Get that belt. Where's that Save JT belt? We gonna get him one of those. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Good shit, Jeremy. Proud of you. Right, Appreciate you, you brother. Have a good night, yeah. man. Oh my, that was even better than I thought it was going to be, Ryan. Holy cow, that's feisty. A million other 18-inch fish throughout the day, but if you don't take pictures of these, and this is why, you know, teachable moment, I tell people to always take pictures. Like, even if you're catching fish that are close to your smallest cull, take a picture, even one single picture, because you may need that to save yourself a spot or two, you know, on the on the check roster there in case something happens, because I'm guilty of it too. Like, I'm if I'm catching fish in a tournament... 
I catch a fish, I take the picture, boom, I'm right back at it. I'm not, I don't go through my own stringer. I, I assume that the judges are going through my stringer. And when I get a verification, then that's correct and good. I think that might be another question to bring up as far as judging goes. Like when you get the check mark, when you get the okay, what does that mean? Yeah. What what are, what are you okayed on? Are you okay that that fish is good for that single fish judging, or did they judge? Did they judge your stringer? Especially when you're getting a check and there's pictures and interviews and your sponsors are sharing a post. Like it's embarrassing to go back and be like, wait a minute. I'm sorry, you know, they judge my fish the next day and now there's an issue. So I don't know where the line is on that. Let me give you my opinion from a, from a former judge that's judged a lot of fish. You've judged a lot of fish too, Ryan, uh, especially in the JT event, but the, uh, there's no excuse for it. There's absolutely no excuse for it. We do, we're not playing football, baseball, any live action sport where you're making on the fly judgment calls in these events. You know, outside of the local events where you got volunteers and they're cramming all their pictures into the afternoon, stuff's going to happen. But these are paid judges in high dollar events. There is zero excuse for the, well, you know, sometimes we make mistakes stuff that happens over and over. There's no way, no freaking way should that be happening when it's obvious. If there's two fish of the same length, a paid professional judge that apparently is a contracted company to look at these fish should automatically compare two fish of the same length. And and I could be wrong. And, you know, my memory is not the best. Is there, isn't there something on Tourney X that flags fish within like a quarter inch or something like for yes. the judge to go back through and acknowledge? And it may not be on Fish Chaos. I don't yeah, know I don't if it know. is or not. But that was one of the, you know, kind of safety features there to ensure stuff like this doesn't happen, that the judge has to go back through and be like, okay, check, that's not the same fish. I mean, I think that's a, a pretty good safety mechanism just so crazy stuff like this doesn't happen in tournaments. Well, I yeah. mean, that's the simplest thing you can do is just if you're going to pay out, hand out a check like to Dylan here, a third place check, go back and look at his stringer before you give him the check, not the next day. Yeah. So why are you doing it, it the next day? She said it got past both of her judges on day one and she didn't catch it until she was verifying my both of my bags for the pro series. Right. What, why were they doing it for that and not for day one? That's the part that I don't understand. You know, and, and I'm not just pointing them out in particular because this happens in other series too. But, you know, KBF had kind of a history of this before. And it was some of the same judges who now have their own company contracted by KBF and making the same mistakes, which is probably not a coincidence. But that is something that should be cleaned up. Easily. Well, wasn't there think. some big controversial post the other day about open mouth, closed mouth, all that yeah, stuff? Yeah, same too? Deal. I mean, mouth was closed. Well, and again, like there, you know, I don't know. There's got to be some kind of there's got to be some kind of standard that's set into place. We can't just have, you know. And I know we we gave Drew we gave Drew a little shit for for his what was it the union the anglers union or whatever. But if you could get everybody all three big organizations on the same page as far as just standardization, hand placement, mouth open, mouth closed, just so everybody has some kind of idea on this. And I know duplicate fish, that is, that's not anything subjective at all. That is just you judging the things on time. But the little nuances, if everybody gets on the same page on that, that's going to save a lot of headache and a lot of backtracking as far as having to eat crow and be like, oh, yeah, sorry about that. We, we kind of, we whiffed on that one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, we've been at this a while now with the electronic or K 
cash flow to release and out from SD cards and doing these apps. So that this, these kind of things, you know, poor judging should be a thing of the past on the, on the big money, you know, big money events. That should be a thing of the past. I mean, we keep saying we're working and changing and getting better. Like let's, I'll, you know, let's do it. Let's, let's, let's do it. Let's take it, take it to the top. I think, I think that's a big, a big piece of the, the puzzle there. Low and then, uh, you know, ended up running into them and, and catching them pretty good. But uh, no, I, I, I had, I had no indication beforehand that, uh, that I knew I was going to, going to win that tournament. Um, I, I felt good about it. I, I knew the nice thing about fishing one at home is you're never going to spend a minute wasted. You're never going to be like, I'm going to pull up and fish this point. I don't know if the bass has ever lived here or not. That, that was not the case. Everywhere I was going to make a cast, I knew bass had been called before. So my confidence was good. I was, I knew I was going to be in productive water, but no, I, I, <laughs> that's the last place to say I was confident in winning. <laughs> You know, um, that was an amazing event. And, and I wanted to follow up to what Ryan was, was talking about the live coverage. And, and we've had this com conversation on our pay, our group page and our forums and on this show before about what it's going to take to bridge kayak bass fishing into the pro ish, at least realm right now, we kind of have those talks, but everything's an open in kayak fishing. Mm -hmm. There are some big checks being cashed, you know, relative to what we, you know, uh, have yeah. invested, but yeah. We don't have a legit pro series. You, you've obviously been with FLW Bass. You've been with MLF and kind of saw the development of a brand new pro series. So, yeah. what do you think it will take to to you know build that bridge to a pro level for a lower level deal like kayak fishing? For kayak fishing, and and that man, I, I think the potential is absolutely there. I mean, the the amount of, of people I see in kayak fishing, and the the nice thing about it is the fact that it is a lower entry level of cost you know i mean uh, if a guy has got three or four thousand dollars and he can buy a little bit of he can buy some fish and stuff and he can buy a kayak dude he's set you know i mean he's ready to go um the thing i, I something i could see that would i mean if i was just spitballing right off right right off the rip i'd almost obviously you don't have a place for a cameraman or 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 a judge in your boat um so you know you, you've got to have some way to uh, uh have another I feel like to keep it completely legitimate to have another set of eyes on you. Um, if it was, it'd have to start off small. I feel like to manage this, but man, if you had a way to to hook hook an iPhone that was live streaming back to a truck, and and if it was ten guys, if it was twenty guys in the event, but they were live streaming back to the truck, everything they did was watched from the truck. Um, you know, every fish they call it the way they measured it, or, or if, you know, you were able to, to do scales, whichever would be your preference as far as that goes. And you'd have to start off small, but you could you could grow it from there. But you had that that live stream back to the truck was kind of your that was your boat official. Um, and then they, you know, it just all went from there to be able to keep a keep things on the up and up. And you know, I, I could see that taking off because people love, as we all do as as anglers, we love to watch live fishing because you do truly learn more when it's the unedited version you watch the three casts before the cast that the guy actually made and caught the fish you know so that's what's that's what's neat about it and those are a lot of times that's where you learn the most and then the actual fish catch is just the fish catch but um you know so i, I think that would be a be a way to do it i know you, if you have boy duckett's ear 
kayak fishing is perfect for the MLF <laughs> format because we already catch photo release. We could catch all yeah. you want. So, you know, bass yeah, is in the game. Yeah, bass is in the game. Y'all can get in the game yeah. next. A little MFL, yeah. MLF kayak fishing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, y'all, y'all were the originators of that deal, um, no doubt about it. Which one do you prefer? Do you like the catch as many as you can, or you like the the big five format? I, I like the catch as many as you can. I I truly do. You know, ours. You know, but it's twofold. You you, you look at it. Uh, everybody wants to compare every fish counts to five fish, but we're also every fish counts. A couple days the weight zero every fish counts the weight zero you know you you just got to check the boxes until you get to the final day and then that's the only day that winning matters where you know with with bass or, or pro circuit pro circuit change there this year but you know it's the cumulative you know so this day and then you added 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 all the way to the end yeah. um and so in that format with only five fish counting you kind of get who the 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 guy that was more consistent throughout the whole week, you know, and, and was able to, to carry that through from the end. The only thing with that is one big day or one big fish can truly win the tournament. I've done that before. I mean, the, the one I won in lacrosse, I caught a six-pounder at lacrosse in an elite series. You know, now, I mean, I had to catch other fish to go with it, and I had I had other, you know, I had big weights other days, but – there's a six pounder. was like I got to weigh in six. That's a, you know, I, that's a triple digit I mean, it, at lacrosse. <laughs> right. I, I got a whole nother fish that day, you know, because of that. And I, and I mean, I, I came in second and won at Okeechobee because I had one day that I had 31 pounds or something, you know. So it's that that's the only thing with that format to where it's like, man, you can you can separate yourself with one single day that to where in our format, you you got to make it all the way through, and then that final day is when you've got to got to really exceptionally perform. And I I think that that's where the every fish part of it levels it out. Like I personally, I don't like what the pro circuit did this year to where it's it's five fish, but on the final day it's just that standalone day. I get the reason for it because of the excitement and it's not a guy doesn't carry a 10 pound lead into the final day and he's already won before they go fishing. I, I get the reason for it, but as an angler, I'm, I'm not crazy about it because on that final day you catch a six pounder at lacrosse. Well, you probably won the tournament because of one fish where in ours, you ain't going to win the turn. You could catch a 10 pounder on Watts bar. You ain't going to win the tournament because of that one fish, you know, with every fish counting, it's going to kind of, going to kind of negate that, you know? So, um, I do. I, I like the every fish part of it. I feel like you don't have that one lucky bite, you know, here or there that, you know, that you win because of that fish. And and I've been the, like I said, I've been the benefit of that, you know, in my career before. But I, I feel like the the better angler overall for the whole week typically comes out. Lunch Money Lambert, Jeff Malott. Welcome to the Kaisas Nation. You know, we kind of piggyback on that about your season in the opens. Uh, what'd you think about this news about the new qual standards for the opens? You're fishing them all this year anyway. So yeah. what'd you, what'd you think about that? I've, uh, I, I brought up a, 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 a response to a social, and I don't post anything negative on social media or anything. And when Smart. I first heard about it, people were saying, Oh, this is the, now it's the trust fund baby league. And, um, 
you know, you have to, you have to be rich to fish it all. And I, uh, I posted something on there. Of course I lost the, the post, but I, I replied to this, uh, it was on Clark Reams page. And, um, I, I said, you know, I, I'm fishing all nine this year and I understand, I understand why, why some are upset, but I think for me, if I was to do it again, say, say I go next year and I'm fishing them again, it's going to benefit. I, I feel like it would be better for, for myself. I'm all in. I want to qualify. I don't want to just get lucky. And don't think I'm just saying to somebody, you're just getting lucky if you're fishing three. I just feel like I'm all in. I'm trying my best shot to make it. Sleeping in a tent, I'm eating sandwiches. I don't want to hear someone say that it's a trust fund baby league because my family and I are, we're making a lot of sacrifices to make it happen. And when I do make it happen, it's going to be even harder to make it happen again. And a lot of things, I, I think I, I was a little bummed on, they said there's only nine qualifying. I wish it was 12. Um, you know, it should have just kept it at 12, nine. Okay. But I get it. But realistically I'm fishing nine tournaments right now. If you look at Jason Christie and Scott Martin, I think they qualified at sixth and seventh in the points, and they're like the last ones to get in because of there's double qualifying in different ways. If someone double qualifies in one division, then it drops down the overall list. That's why you fish all nine. You have a better shot at making it. Now, if you look at it the other way, you're like, man, a local guy from the Southern Division comes in, um, kicks butt on his two home lakes he's good at, and then does halfway decent on one. He gets in. I put all this effort in and then also, you know, I put all this effort in and they made it in. I'm not jealous that, that that's just, it, that's how it is, but that's how it is. That's how it is. But I feel like this way they're going would benefit someone like me that really um, is fully dedicated and not that they're not, I'm just saying, you know, with everything from social media, everything I'm all in, I want to do this for the rest of my life. Of course, I'm going to want to fish all nine. What are you going to do when you make it? If you're doing three, how are you going to afford the elites? I mean, that's like, 60, 70,000 bucks, you know, and, and, and then, then he, from a elite guys, um, version or guys in the pro and I'm not going to name drop, but I know guys, they, a lot of them feel this is a good move because can you imagine fishing you're in the elites and they knock out so many guys, you know, a high percentage of guys can't make it. They might either, you know, they just don't requalify, but then you got guys coming in and, it's supposed to be the elites and uh, all I'm saying is I, I really feel that um, you're going to have a more dedicated crowd fishing and someone's going to hate me for this. I know it, but I think you're going to have a real dedicated crowd fishing all nine and to qualify other than just someone, um, some guys getting in, you know, out of three tournaments. But yeah. Do you, you know, think I, that I, takes some of the weight away from it being called the opens and being the opens? Like, I feel like some of these divisions and how it's set up, it's the opens because you can go build houses for three weeks, let's say, <laughs> and, and yeah. take off a few days and go fish against these guys that, you know, maybe have more of an opportunity to, to travel around and, you know, they're not doing x y or z to put food on the table they can go focus on these tournaments and pre-fish and you know get their ducks in a row or whatever for all nine but the the open concept i feel like they whittled a lot of the opportunity down from my perspective by taking it from the opens to saying you have to fish all nine for to i want to put this in in perspective for our audience the kayak anglers if hobie said hey listen you got to fish all nine 
If you don't fish all nine, don't even sign up for my shit. How many people do you think are going to drop from a 200 angler field to, down to fish all nine? I would, I would seriously venture to say maybe 60 to 80 is what you would see if, if, if kayak fishing made the same move that, that and, the and open. That's at, our, that's at our little bit of entry fee too, right? Yeah, that's at a minuscule entry fee. Like, I just wonder if that has hurt the overall opportunity for the masses, not for the, you know, obviously if you look at bass fishing as a whole, you've got millions of people that do it all the time recreationally or, or in tournaments or whatever. Obviously their goal is to make it to one of these professional leagues. But if you, you whittle it down and you say, okay, a hundred of you guys or 120 of you guys have set your life up to where it allows you this opportunity to go. And people can say, oh, anybody can do it. Well, I mean, <laughs> anybody maybe can do it, but I mean, that's still a good, you're looking at what, 35, 40, 45 grand in expenses total. Once you factor in entries, travel and whatnot, I mean, that's a good chunk of money. So you can't say anybody can do it because anybody doesn't have a you know, let's say on the low end, a $60,000 bass boat in the garage to go out and be competitive in this stuff. I just, I wonder how much it's pigeonholing to like, you either have, you know, a super stable backing or, or it takes that much, you know, sacrifice or borrowing or betting on yourself, however you want to phrase it to, to look into it. I, I don't know. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Um, Back to uh, yeah, my, my thoughts on that. So, so there's there is a lot of I've been talking with some of the guys in the campgrounds and stuff. So there is there's already a, a bunch of guys that are dropping out. So they fork out all the money. They're banking on they're 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 not they don't have all the money or they're just gonna save it for the next year. They're banking on making it. And once they've already finished a certain amount, I mean especially after this last one, they're kind of like, look, I'm not gonna make it. I would, I'll just back out, lose my deposits and move on. Another thing about like the participation, I don't know the exact amount, but I do know that like my buddy Sig Taylor was going to fish the Southern division. Uh, he had his wife plan to sign him up for all three for the Southern divisions right as soon as it went going on. And he had a timestamp that was one hour after the signups were over. And I said, you're in. He said, yes. He texts me three days later. Is he, did you get a confirmation? And I said, yes, I just got it. But I signed up for all night, so I have a priority. He got a confirmation, or, or he got notified that he wasn't in. Then he called 190th on the wait list. Out of 225 votes for the Southern, he was 190th an hour after the signups were done. So I think Bass is, I don't know this, but if I've never even, I couldn't believe it. And then another, um, if Cameron's watching, I think he was, he was supposed to ruin it. I think he, he was delayed too. And I, I could be wrong. Cameron Smith, uh, or, um, yeah, his buddy Cameron and he was 160th or something. He was, his timestamp was just like 10 minutes before six. So the overall amount of people trying to get in, I'm pretty sure Bass saw this and they're like, Whoa. And I, I know when I tell someone that they're like, I didn't know that. And I'm like, so, I mean, he showed me. There's a lot. There's there's like a thousand people trying to fish these tournaments. So they go. They're like, okay, look, you guys don't want to fish. You got to fish them all. Okay, so uh, that's going to naturally thin that out. It may be in there. It's going to thin that out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I does mean, that make it less of an open? Like if you're talking about, you know, open, I, I hear you saying. 
you know what I'm saying? Like it, you, it's not necessarily, this is an open event in your area. This is now closed to anyone that can't fish across the country. It's what series. it turned it into. If, yeah. If you want to make the elites, you could still right. fish it. You right. But I mean, if they're having the opens, here's my thing. Why not just make a middle ground? Why not just have a tournament series in the middle that is an actual series? You advertise it as that up front, and you don't change the thing that in people's perception has always been the working man's way to fish it in. You know what I mean? Like yeah, the, yeah. the Southern Open, you know, whatever it is, like, okay, I may have to take off three weeks of work, but I feel like I can do well enough to shoot my shot and qualify to the elites, you've now made it to where you have to take at least minimum nine weeks off of work and travel around the country. Like they, they've oh, literally wow. changed the entire paradigm of chasing the dream. And I get it. Some people want the dream more than others. Some people have the ability to sacrifice more than others, but you have literally changed the approach, uh, you know, for people's lives on how they can attain this, this certain goal of theirs. Oh yeah, I was just talking. I mean, just before I got here with my buddy Brent Shores, and he was like, "Hey, I, I think I can. Um, I got one more year, and I can't do it after that. That's it. I got. I could. I could probably do it next year. And after that, I'm gonna take a break because that's a lot of money. I won't be able to do it. And uh, he was kind of like me, kind of like I see it, but I'm angry because I, I can only. I really only want to fish two divisions or one division. Um, I got other stuff I got to do, and. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, this is my first year with Bass. Um, from what I've seen in the past, they've changed the Open from what? They had two divisions, three divisions. They've changed it a bunch. I'm sure if it doesn't work out for them, they're going to change it. I I just feel my own way. Like, if I didn't make it and I, I, I was fishing next year, it would – I feel like I, I'd have a bet, much better shot to make it instead of just um, – just because I know I, I know I, I would do everything I could to fish nine. Do you think they'll they'll fill the entire field? Do you think? I just have this feeling, you know, what why haven't they filled it up? And I, I just have this feeling they're just waiting for guys with their legend exemptions to come back. You know, yeah, you're already seeing look what's happening, you're already seeing some guys leaving MLF for whatever reasons, their own reasons. I don't know. And then if you also if you if you try to compare this to MLF, if you go and fish the MLF, uh, the tour, which I have nothing on them. I mean, they're awesome people, awesome circuit. I just want to try something different this year. But if you look at that, they only, what, how long do they take? Two guys get to go to the Bass Pro Tour, three guys total every year. And then if you look at Bass, you know, they get the the, the 12 plus the, the Nation guy, which I think the Nation guy should, should always get to go because that's really, I mean, that's very difficult. Yeah. You know, you have to go through thousands of people. <clears throat> And you that, know, that, you know. over on the on the MLF side, you know, they're I'm hearing three and four hundred boat fields for some of those mid level tournaments. You know, the Toyota series, Toyota series, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So they're going nuts over there too. They're going um, nuts. Um, yeah. Well, I'll be curious, man. I'll be curious to see what happens with the the overall numbers for the opens if it stays yeah. capped out or at least the waiting list get knocked out. Uh, you know, maybe Bass is just trying to, like you said, to set up people so that they know if they qualify, they can, they can actually make the transition to the elites and not just qualify and have to go down the list to someone else. Cause if you yeah. do do all nine, you're ready to Lunch go. money, Lambert, Jeff Malott. Welcome to the Kayak Nation. Uh, yeah. Welcome to the Kayak Nation.
And I was like, I said, nah, man. I texted him verbatim. I said, nah. I said, I'm literally going to fish my butt off the rest of the day. Like, I I know how Chick does. I know what's capable of a Chickamauga, just the same way Riser caught a 24 the day before. I know what swims in Chickamauga. Like, my PB is from Chickamauga, 25 inches I caught on August 27th, five years ago. I know what eats that time of year on Chick. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm just going to fish 110%. I went and, like, paddled my way through a grass mat to go fish a spot where I hooked a really big fish in June, the last time I was on Chick. And it was a complete waste of time. And I paddled my way back out and passed Ewing. And he was like, he was like, yeah, this, this ain't happening, you know, whatever else. And so I decided to move boat ramps. I was like, I thought that whole area was just dead. So I, I go to leave get on the road i'm like i'm pulling a marshall midday move i'm i'm you know 110 percent, and i'm on the interstate i'm i'm moving spots and lambert calls me and he goes congratulations you've been invited to be on kbn monday night <laughs> and i was like dude you, you can ask lambert i said verbatim i said dude i said i don't think like like i have an 11 inch lead i get it i appreciate it and i literally said verbatim I said, dude, I said, somebody, riser or somebody, is going to catch a 25-inch fish and screw me over. Yeah. And it wasn't 10 minutes after we got off the phone. It, it was maybe five minutes. It, maybe five minutes. <laughs> I get a call from Ewing, and I was like, I said, what in the world? And I answered the call, and he goes, hey, man, um, just so you know, I caught a 25, and I'm going to beat you in this tournament. And I'm going to call one more fish, and I'm going to beat you. <laughs> And I was like, you, you know, Chick doesn't have the best service. And I was like, what? What in the world? I was like, I was immediately, I just, I went zero to a hundred. I was like, I had just called Ewing like, I don't know, probably 30 minutes before that. And was like, hey man, I'm leaving. You know, I just saw you caught a 20 inch fish. Like, that's awesome. Congratulations. You know, that's awesome. Keep calling. Good job. And then when he called me back and told me he caught a 25 and then basically I lost service. And I was like, there's no way. Like, there's no way he caught a 25, right? There's no way. So I pulled up the, the leaderboard, saw he caught a 25, and I immediately I immediately went full-blown, like, like, like nearly panic attack. I bet I was doing, like, 95 down the interstate. And I was like, I said, dude, I said, I got to get to this spot. I've got a 17-and-a-half-inch fish I got to cull, which is, which is stupid when you say that. It's like, oh, I got to cull 17-and-a-half. But at Chick, it's like at any given point, you can catch a 25, obviously. And I was like, I've got to go somewhere to catch a big fish. And I literally went to my second spot, and I caught 16 and a half, 16 and a half, 16 and a quarter, 16. I had like 82 inches when we were close to it, 80, you know, 80 inches-ish on my second limit of fish that did me no good whatsoever. And every time I hook one, I mean, you know how it is when your adrenaline's going. I'd hook one and be like, oh, there it is. There's a cold fish. That might be, you know, a little bit of a cold. And I'd get it in. It's a 16 and a half. And I was like, you know, throwing throwing fish 20 feet in the air because I was pissed off to catch a 16 and a half inch fish, which literally I think every single person in that tournament would have loved to have a 16 and a half inch fish either day. <laughs> I would like to just submit one would be my goal for the tournament if I could redo things. Um, I believe your quote was, if Ewing beats me, I'm selling all my stuff. <laughs> something something like that. It was, Retirement it was, was it, imminent at that point. It was something along those lines, man. Like, like don't get me wrong. Like, it, like, 
Ewing's my boy. Like I called him and congratulated him when he caught a when he caught that twenty and a half or twenty or whatever it was, and I was like so, um, like I, like I didn't want to count my chickens before they hatch, and I literally was like te- when people were texting me like, "Hey, congratulations at eleven o'clock," I was like, "No, don't do that. No, don't do that." Yeah. And even when Lambert called me, I was like, "Man, that that ain't right. I don't like that." And when when Ewing caught that fish. <laughs> I was just like consumed with here we go again. Like this is not going to happen. Like why do I bother doing this if all I'm going to do is finish second place? And it it was, dude, it wasn't right. I I threw a jackhammer up into a tree and there was so much adrenaline and I bet it went 20 yards past where it was supposed to go up in this tree. (laughs) And it was a, it was a jackhammer that I've caught fish on at Susquehanna, Sweden, Wolf and Fox river, and it chick and i i bet i didn't yank that thing three times i just reeled down as fast as i could and, and yanked it and snapped it off and like just put the rod down and started throwing something else like i was so out of sorts for that last hour like like i yeah. probably couldn't tell you what my name was for that last hour <laughs> i i know how edwin talks obviously we've I've, you know know edwin we've had him on the show I, I just imagine his voice telling you in that calm dry voice hey, hey, hey bro this call when i'm gonna beat you just, yeah, I just yeah, caught a twenty-five. I'm gonna beat yeah. you, bro. Hey, hey, hey! Just so you know, I caught a twenty-five on a cinco, and um, I'm gonna beat you if I pull <laughs> more fish. <laughs> and then, then, then the service went out, and I was like, I appreciate his style because that's exactly what I did on Watts Bar when I caught that nineteen and a half. I was like, I told Lee Rose, I was like, let Edwin know. I'm about to call this other fish and beat him. Yeah. <laughs> you got it's like, a head I, game, man. It's a head game, and it works. I, I made those phone call calls up. to other people. It was, it was yeah, a head like game. I I made those phone calls to other people, and I appreciate the the trash talk. Like I like I get it. Like you know, I, I respect that. That's part of the game, and I love it. You know, I've made those calls to other people, but I've never had anyone make that call to me, and it was so unsettling. It was like, wait a minute, like. Not that's only was he making it. the phone call, that's the first time I've ever had anyone call me because I'm always the person that's, like, coming out of nowhere, like, at the end of the day, like, you know, have a bad day one and a good day two to kind of come come get stuff. Or, or Cole, like, with a 20-inch fish at the last minute, and it's like – Or a 25-inch like, fish at the last minute. Or, or a 25-inch fish based on Lambert's <laughs> experience. Same shoes, me. same shoes. Yeah, and it was like – I was like, this is – my whole life is – my whole fishing life is going to come full circle – because I caught a 25-inch fish. Granted, I didn't need it that day. That's a side note. I still would have won that tournament anyway. But I caught a 25-inch fish to beat Lambert for AOY a few years ago in a local trail. And I was like, Lambert calls me little brother. I call Ewing little brother sometimes. <laughs> I was like, my whole fishing life is going to come full circle and somebody's going to beat me while calling me little brother with a 25-inch fish. I said, this is, this is not right. 